This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Rabotai, welcome everyone. Today, today I'd like to dedicate this special shiur in honor of a special man. His name is Mo Rubin. He's sitting with us today. So, thank you very much uh, for, uh, for the dedication, and we're very happy that he's here. Yeah, you can clap for him. He's good. <laughs> he's a good guy. All right, Rabotai, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's get straight to what we're talking about tonight. Tonight we're talking about one thing, and that is being stubborn. Being stubborn. This is today's class, being stubborn. Do you ever hear of a person being stubborn? You ever hear it? You know, it's like, you're so stubborn, you're such a, you know, you're such a, you're such a hard head, you're such a hard knock, you're such a this, you're such a that. Mo, you ever hear that or what? You ever hear so, stubborn, stubborn? I'm Kesherov. Give another one over there. I'm Kesherov. That's what we're talking about here tonight. We're talking about this subject, about being stubborn. Now, I'd like to read you first what the Gemara says. The Gemara says about it, you ready? Listen to this. Gimel Azin Him. There are three people who are strong ones. Who are them? Yisrael Ba'umot, the Jewish people amongst the nations. They're very az, courageous. Second is, Kelev Bahayot. What is a Kelev? A dog amongst the animals. And the third is, Tarnegol Beofot. So, we're reading here tonight, from the Gemara, that there's three, uh, three courageous, uh, stubborn things that we're talking about. And one is, let's start. How is, we're not talking about strong, because if you're talking about strong, it doesn't make sense, because if you think about it, who's the strongest uh, 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 bird out there? What's the strongest bird? Eagle. The eagle's the king of the, the, the eagle's the king of the, the jungle, the, of, of, the, of the animal, right? Of the, of, the air, of the air, of the air, right? So, that's the eagle. Yes or no, Mo? Right? So he knows. And what's the king of the, king of the jungle? The lion. Over here, what did it say? The caliph, the dog. So what's going on? It doesn't mean in strength. It means in, in courage. It means in stubbornness. And I'll explain. Let's start with the dog. There was once a story, how many years ago, how one of these, uh, by the subway station, one of these guys was st- standing there, and they saw what was going on. They saw... This dog would come every day to the train station at 5 p.m. And the guy, the conductor, is looking at this like, what's going on? And he sees every day at 5 p.m., the dog comes, and he waits for his owner, for the master. Every day, having it for two, three years. One day, the master, his, the owner of the dog, never made it. Wherever he was, he never made it. And every day for years, this dog would come at 5 p.m., go in the train station, and go around the people to see, to smell, maybe my owner came today. For every single day, it's a true story, every single day, every single day, until finally this dog became very old, and eventually the dog died by the train, the thing just died, he was old and just died. 
and they knocked the guy up and buried him with a, with a, with a, with a next to the train tracks on the side and wrote a monument. This dog, this dog was loyal to his master. So it's like, what's going on? It says, what's a dog? A dog is cool live. What's cool live? All heart. What does that mean? He has loyalty that there's no other. You know how many times uh, uh, the loyalty is tremendous. So therefore, what are we trying to say over here? We're trying to say that the stubbornness of the dog, how even his master, he went day in, day out, day in, day out to see if he was alive, and still he kept on going. Because he loved his master so much that he didn't care. B'nai Yisrael has that in him, where the loyalty that we have for God is unprecedented in any other nation. You could have a guy with a gun to your head, and they could say, bow down to the idol, and you'll get shot instead of bowing down. There's three cardinal sins that we know, three sins that you have to give up your life for. What are those three sins? If somebody would put a gun to your head and say, either we kill you or you kill that guy, what would you do? You get the bullet in your head? Yes or no? What would you do? What would you do? Me? Yeah, what would you do? We tell, yeah, you personally. They put a gun to your head. Listen, if you don't kill... He'll try to negotiate. What would you? You put a gun... Call Marco. Show him. Uh, yeah, you put a gun to your head. They say, you either shoot him or we shoot you. What would you do? The halakha says you have to get shot. That's it. Finish. That's the halakha. You have to get shot. You can't. Why, why is your blood uh, cleaner than this guy's blood? What do you mean? You have to get shot. There's another halakha. Arayot. Arayot. If you go with the uh, lady or we kill you, sorry. And the third, avodah zarah. Avodah zarah. Go to avodah zarah or we kill you. What's the halakha? You take the bullet. And now you say to yourself, you could see stories upon stories upon stories upon stories how it happened. Maybe you don't see it in this generation, but in the previous generation, I have books and books and books, Evarim, that one of them said, he testified as it was going. They asked him to do Avodah Zarah, and he was getting killed, and he writes, he, he, as he was speaking, they, they asked him, how does that feel? Like, like he was suffering, they were, they were taking his, they were basically hitting his stomach non-stop to do the Avodah Zarah, hitting his stomach. He said, if you don't listen, we're going to kill you. If you don't listen, we're going to kill you. Boom, once, twice, three times in his stomach. He's ah! And all of a sudden they asked him, what are you feeling? What's the pain? He says, I have no pain. says, why? He says, you don't know what it is. This is, this is bliss. You don't understand. You don't realize. I'm giving over my life to God. It feels the biggest pleasure in the world. How do you think Rabbi Akiva did it? Rabbi Akiva, at the end of his life, they took the Romans, took what? A hot iron. And they were shaving off his skin with burning hot. And what was Rabbi Akiva doing? What was he doing? This, this, what's going on? You know what he said? All my life I was waiting for this. What? Imagine you have a guy, imagine you have a person, he's sitting there, and he's getting tortured. He's getting tortured. And what did he say? All my life I was waiting for this. So his student said, what are you talking about? And what does Rabbi Akiva say? Rabbi Akiva says, the Pasuk says, you have to love Hashem. What's Ubchol Nafshecha? 
Even at the last time of death, even if you give your life for God, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to give your life to God? Yes or no? How loyal are you to God? How loyal are you to Hashem? Are you willing to give up your life for Hashem if He asks you? Are you willing? If you go against one of these sins, like Avodah Zarah, Rabbi Kibat says, I will not do any Avodah Zarah. You want to kill me? Kill me! And guess what? He said, my whole life I was waiting for that. I could give up my life for God. Are you that loyal to Hashem that you will give up your life for Hashem? Yes or no? When the time comes, if you have any situation like that, do you have that loyalty? Do you? Yes or no? If not, you have to, uh, you, better, you better make sure you got to keep on going. Because that's loyalty to Hashem. If He doesn't want you to do it, and if I have to get killed for it, and this is what Hashem wants, you're willing to get your life. Rabbi Akiva said, all my life I was waiting for the time where I could give up my life for Hashem. And at the age of 120, it came. And He said the last words, And then He died. That's how He died. With loyalty to Hashem in the last breath. You know, I saw a story this week. Rabbi Liyashiv, he went to visit somebody in the hospital. He went to visit somebody in the hospital, and the, the person said, Rabbi, he'd rather not stay alive. That's what he said to the rabbi. And the rabbi Rabbi Liyashiv said, this is to what we say, Ubahanta b'hayim. What is Ubahanta b'hayim? The rabbi says, you have to choose life. When everything is going well in your life, of course you're going to choose life. The guy's chilling, the guy's this, the guy's that, da 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 Well, what do you choose life? But what if you have ups and downs and things got going, you have a bump in your life, bump over here, bump over there, bump over here, bump over there. What are you going to do now? How are you going to act? You know how you're going to act? You're going to say, Thank you God! I love you! This is what it is. Let it be! I don't know why, but this is the best thing. Let it be! You did what you did, so what's going to be? This is what it is. This is life. Life is, you know what the Pasuk says? What does that mean? If you look in Mesere Hagiga, it's on Dafhei. On Dafhei Mudalf, it says it. What does it say? It says, Allah Where is it, Kadash? Where is it? Which page? Where is it on the page? Bottom. Bottom. Very good. I knew, I knew I could ask him because he, he reviewed it like that. Comes to Derech Emet, they tell you to do a Hazarah review, review, review. He knows exactly where it is. It says over here, listen to the words. Amar the last line on Hayam Udav, Mesecha Hagiga. It says, Enohem, Koshinoh Yalechol, Enohem. You know what that means? In life, if you want to be part of Klal Yisrael, there's some times where there's going to be Hastarat Panim. You know what Hastarat Panim means? Where you see, you, you, you come, there's something, I don't understand this. You don't have to understand everything that God does to you. It's the best thing that you could even imagine. You can't understand it? So what? You can't understand it. But in life, you have to have that imunah and Hashem, that loyalty to Hashem that says, I don't have to understand. I don't care. If this is what you want, this is what I want. That's the way his Jew has to live his life. He has to have the loyalty to Hashem like that. Like the dog. He thought, look at the dog. He thought his master died. And what is he doing? Every single day, he's still going to the train station. Every single day. Your master's gone. What are you doing? Loyalty doesn't make a difference. Whatever Hashem, I don't care. I love you too much. And I'll always be loyal to you for the rest of my life. Until the last breath. Until Do you know? The Habet Haim. He would pray Hashem. Listen, you know, the, 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 the Shuhan Aruch was learning, 
You know who he was learning with? Malach, with the angel. And the angel would come to the Shulchanuch and say, Oh, Rabbi Yosef Karo, oh, by the way, I want to just let you know that you're going to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. You know how happy he was? He said to himself, what do you mean? He's going to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. He's going to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. He's going to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. And he was the happiest person. Hafez Chaim, they heard him one time in his prayer saying, Hashem, give me the opportunity that when the time comes, I can die Al-Kiddush Hashem. I can give him my life for you. That's how much he loved Hashem. That is called being stubborn. Stubborn means no matter what situation you're in, I am stubborn to my, I'm loyal, and I'm so stubborn to my Hashem, that no matter what happens, I will always, I will always cling to you. This story happened in the summer. Listen to the story. In this store, my wife told me the story, she was in the store, in the store what happened. It was in the summer, and they were in a store, my wife and a few other, you know, they were shopping, whatever, my wife says there was a, a lady, she wasn't uh, properly dressed. And she came and she sold a, 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 a very religious lady that was very sni'ut, with, with, with uh, modesty and everything like that. She says, so let me ask you, you're not, uh, you're not, you're not sweating in that uh, outfit of yours? You, you don't realize that it's over 93 degrees outside? And this is how you get dressed? And my wife was in the store when it happened. She told me, I said, so what'd you answer her? What would you answer her? What would you answer her? Nanya. Huh? Nanya. You know what she, what? Nanya, Nanya business. Oh, Nanya, I never heard that. You heard that, Mo? What does that mean? You heard that? I never heard that. No, you know what he says? You know what she told him? This is what she said. She said, no, I'm not, no, I don't, I don't feel anything. I feel, I feel great. She says, what do you mean feel great? So this lady looks back at her and says, listen, you know what it is? I'm so loyal to my Hashem that my body is dignified and well-respected and it's shown, and it's shown, it's, it's, it's a very special, unique thing that, that, that it's not exposed. It's a very, I'm, I'm, I'm the royalty right now and I don't feel it. I, I feel so close to Hashem that I don't feel it. She didn't say Hashem because she didn't understand. But she said, look, listen to this. She said, after all this was done, there was a girl saying, I can't believe she said that. What, what were you thinking? You know, girls, after the whole thing, I can't believe she said that, how snobby she was to say that. And then she said, let me tell you something, girls. This girl, religious girl. She said, after 120, there's something called Tchiyat Everybody knows Tchiyat We get resurrected from the dead. Anybody who dies, you're Jewish, you come back alive. Chobot the Lord gives an example to what? What's an example he gives? To the caterpillar. What's a caterpillar? A caterpillar is a little bug. Hello, you know, now what's a caterpillar? A little bug, right? Crawls, 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 crawls. And all of a sudden, where does it go? Where does it go? Where does it go? It goes to, uh, what are those things called? Cocoon. cocoon. It goes to a cocoon. You know what a cocoon is? Explain, what's a cocoon? It, it makes... How do you explain a cocoon? Well, explain what's a cocoon. Anyway, it's like, it's like it goes into a... It goes in somewhere, like, like a cage, let's say. It hibernates in the cage. And everybody thinks that this caterpillar is dead. This caterpillar is dead. And all of a sudden, many months later, what happens? This caterpillar turns into a butterfly and it flies even stronger. This one-time caterpillar 
What's the purpose of a caterpillar? Hashem is showing you. You see the caterpillar? You thought it was dead? It came back with wings. So to us, a person feels that we're, gonna, we're done. No, no, no. You come back. This Gan Eden, and you come back to this world. There's something called Chiyat Metim. I know what this lady said. This lady said, there's a Tatqiyah. Tatqiyah is a special dew that Hashem has in a heaven called Arvot. This is what the heaven is. You call it Where is it, Kadash? Tell me. Where is it? Yudbet. Very good. 12b, on the, on the, very nice, very nice. So it's 12b. What does it say over there? It says, in that, in that heaven, there's a special taltriyah, and they take it and they put it on the grave of the person who comes out. And he says, for the men, what is it? For the men, it's when you learn Torah, you create that do. But what about for a woman? You know what the Hazorish says? When a woman sweats, when she's wearing tzniut, she creates that do, and that do is held for her in the shamayim after 120 years, the triyat and that will resurrect her. You heard that? It's a wild thing. And then you say to yourself, what? The lady's so tzniut. One lady's like, you're crazy. It's, it's boiling hot outside. Yes. The more sweat that I have, the more do that I have for triyat It's not a sacrifice. It's a privilege. So many people, they're, oh, what are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's not a sacrifice. It's a privilege. You have to be privileged. You have to be honored. You have to wear a badge of honor that you could be able to do the service of Hashem. Do you know how many angels there are? The Messiah says, your neshama is greater than the angels. And you know how many angels they wanted to serve Hashem? And you could do it? You could do it with a test. Because every person in life goes through tests. There's not one person in this life that's going to come down to this world and not have tests as they go along. That's part of life. You have to grow with it. That's part of life. It's going to happen. That's part of life. And it might be difficult at times, and it might not. But at the times of the difficult, you have to stay loyal. What is that? That's being stubborn. Yes. Go look in the Torah this week's parasha. How many times? What does it say? Stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Your Jews are stubborn. Yeah, we're stubborn. But let me tell you something. There's two things over here. What is that? Stubborn, in every single character trait, it can go both ways. For example, take the trait of laziness. Is it good or is it bad? You know what? It depends. If a person is, his friends call him up, oh, let's go party over here, let's go hang out over there, let's do this, let's do that. And then what do you say? That's not a good place for a Jewish person to be. And what do you do? You're lazy. I'm in the bed, I'm too lazy to get out of bed. That's good laziness. That's when you have to be lazy. Where you go? All the boys are going out. I can't. Why not? Um, that's when you make lazy. Oh, it's opposite. Some people do the opposite. Oh, oh the boys want to go out. Let's go. And then when he comes, come on. Oh, I'm too lazy, Rabbi. I'm talking about the whole opposite. All of a sudden, now you're lazy? No. You're supposed to use that character trait in good. Laziness is good when it comes to doing something wrong. You have to say, I can't do that's wrong. Why? Because I am lazy. I can't do it. I'm lazy. The boys are going to a non-kosher play the restaurant. They're going to eat non-kosher. Come with us, come with us. That's when you see lazy. Oh, I'm too tired tonight. I can't get out of bed. You know, I had a bad day. My back, my neck. Whatever you want to say, you say whatever you want to say. But that's good laziness. And there's bad laziness too. What's bad laziness? Come to class. No, no, I can't, I can't. Well, why not? Because you're a lazy bum. You don't want to go to class. You're lazy. You don't want to get out of bed. No, let's go. 
Let's go! Don't be lazy now. Let's go full force now. You have to know in every single character trait that you have, you have good character, bad and good. You have to use that same one in good and bad. Anger. Anger. You say something very bad. Can I get angry? Every time you come home, your wife didn't cook dinner. Ah, oh, you don't make dinner for me. What's going on? Oh. But that's bad anger. But there's a good anger. What's the good anger? The good, wait, what's good anger? When a person goes against Hashem and he's doing the worst of it all. I'm angry. What? I'm angry. How can he go against Hashem? I can't take it. I can't take it. You have an apicores. You have a guy that denies God. I can't take it. It burns me. I get angry when I see that. That's when the anger got to come out. Or you hear a person screaming, saying everything bad. Heaven forbid about rabbis. You're speaking about our gedolim. You're speaking about our rabbis that teach us Torah. Our good rabbis. You're speaking negative about my good rabbis. The ones that are good people. The gedolim and the Torah. You're speaking bad about them. How dare you? I'm angry. How can you speak bad? Understand? That's when the anger comes out. So now, stubbornness is the same thing. There's stubbornness, good, and there's stubbornness, bad. What's the good stubbornness? And what's the bad stubbornness? Some people are stubborn that they have to do the avira. They're so stubborn. Why are you so stubborn? Let it go. Enough! Enough! You have to use that stubbornness to be stubborn that you don't do the avira. I will never do it. And now let me read you the Pesukim. Let me read you the Pesukim, please. Please look. When after Cheta Egel was done, everybody knows Cheta Egel, they did it. And Hashem speaks to Bnei Yisrael. And Hashem, I want to read you the words. By the bed Adonai El Moshe. Lech red. Hashem tells Moshe, by the bed. Notice what the Lashon is. By the bed is Lashon strong. Strong, by the bed. He's strong. They made a sin. Lech red. Go down. Because the nation destroyed themselves right now. They did Abu Dazarah. They went off the derech. Asulahem Egel. They made Agala. They made Egel. And they bowed down to the Egel. What does the next passage say? It doesn't say by the bed. It says Vayomer. Vayomer Adonai Moshe. Ra'iti et amazeh veine am keshe orif hu. Hashem is shambling us. Hashem is giving rebuke. Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu. First, he uses Lashon of what? Like the bed, strong. Look what they did. Look what they did. Look what they did. Later on, when he says the, the nation is what? Is a stubborn nation? He doesn't say by the bed. It says by Yomed. What's the difference? By the bed is more strict. By Yomed is more soft. He switched to Ashon. Why? Why did he switch to Ashon? It should be by the bed also. The stiff, stiff nation, the Keshe Oref. Yes, it should be also by the bed, but it didn't do that. Later on, so what is Hashem telling Moshe? There's the Keshe Oref. There's a stubborn nation. Later on, Moshe Rabbeinu is praying. Good. What is he praying? He's praying to save the people. Now, what would you say to save the people if you're Moshe? You won't even believe me if I don't read it to you. You know what he says? Moshe Rabbeinu says, save the people because there's a stu- they're, they're, they're a stubborn nation. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying. He says, look, Vayomer, he tells Moshe, Hashem, Hashem, please, 
They're, they, they are a stubborn nation and forgive them because they're a stubborn nation. What are you talking about? You just told me earlier that Hashem is telling Moshe they're a stubborn nation. I, I, I'm going to wipe them out. They're a stubborn nation. What does Moshe answer back? Hashem, forgive them because they're a stubborn nation. Does that make any sense to you? I'm reading the Pesukim. First Pesuk, earlier in the beginning, it says, Hashem is telling Moshe, Moshe, they're a stubborn nation. And then all of a sudden, later on in the Pesukim, Moshe Rabbeinu is praying for them, Hashem, please save them because they're a stubborn nation. I just told you they're a stubborn nation. You tell me back they're a stubborn nation, save them? Does it make any sense to you? No, does it make any sense to you? You hear the question or no? It's an obvious question. You hear the question? It's an obvious question. Again, it says over there what? In the beginning it starts speaking about what? Hashem is telling Moshe, Moshe, they're a stubborn nation. I want to wipe them out. Later on, Moshe, please Hashem, save them because they're a stubborn nation. That makes any sense. You know what the answer is? The answer is if Nasal uses it good, they are a stubborn nation. They're stubborn in a good way. They're stubborn in a way where a person, he tells the person, he says, listen, by the way, just eat it. It's not kosher. Just eat it. No, not eating it. Just eat it. No, I won't eat it. You're stubborn in that way. That's the best stubbornness. That's the best stubbornness. And when, when, when the Gemara speaks about stubbornness, it compares it to what? It compares it to, to a caliph, to a dog, and also what? Like a, like a rooster. You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever, you ever, at ever a farm? Did you ever go to any farm? Did you ever, I remember when I was, when I was uh, 18, I went to Sfat, and I stayed there for Shabbat. Somebody invited me, and they told me, come to Sfat, enjoy it. I was like, I, I ne- I've never been to Sfat in my life. I said, okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to Sfat. I go to Sfat, and I thought like I'm going to go to like a crazy, luxurious apartment, I don't, I don't know, you know. I go there, I'm telling you in all honesty, I go there, they put me in like, literally, like, it wasn't an apartment, it was like near a, a farmhouse where they had, I don't know what it was, it was like, the guy that we were staying by, he had a, 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 a roosters, like a rooster, like around, like there's that, I was like, it was very weird, I was very weird, I was like, what's going on over here? Anyway, that morning, that morning, you know, you, you, you're sleeping, I'm telling you, you hear kaka, you hear the rooster screaming. I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, and he and he wouldn't, he wouldn't shut up. He wouldn't shut up. Like, oh, go, 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 go. You know, you do. Come on, you're trying to put your things. Uh, uh, nothing. Shh. Now imagine the rooster. Shh. <laughs> he's gonna die. Or he's gonna listen to you. Why? Because he's stubborn. He's stubborn. He's not gonna listen to you. You have to be stubborn. You have to be stubborn. This is what Hashem wants me to do? I'm not going to listen to nobody. Oh now listen to nobody. People are going to pull me down. People are going to tell me something. People are going to say this. People are going to say that. I don't care. This is what Hashem wants me to do. This is what I'll do. You have to be stubborn. You have to learn from the rooster. And what's one of the first parachot that we say in the morning? What does that mean? You give the rooster the knowledge to know the difference the day and night. You say to yourself, well, what are we talking about a rooster now? Because Hashem's telling you, remember the rooster. The rooster is very stubborn. He won't shut up because what? That's his avodah. That's his job. He has to wake the people up. And therefore he'll what? He'll, he'll cockadoodle do. That's what he'll do. And therefore he's stubborn to do it and it won't stop. So too you have to be stubborn and you don't stop. You know, somebody came to me yesterday morning. And he tells me, I can't anymore. This, that, that, that. I said, just keep on going. Just keep on going. 
You know how any successful athlete becomes successful? How do they become successful? How come, you know, you always look, you look at the NBA, the NBA is like thousands of thousands of thousands of players. And the world only knows like three, two, one. No one or two. NBA players. That's all you know. You can come in your mind. Why? What happened? Because these guys were so stubborn. The ones who make it, they didn't miss a practice. You know, practice, you have to practice. They wouldn't miss a practice. You say to yourself, why? Let them miss a day. No. Because they were stubborn, I will not miss a day. And that's the way a person has to act when it comes to serving Hashem for the good. For the good. How could I miss class? How could I miss class? I can't miss learning. I can miss learning. I can't miss learning. You know how strong we were in the yeshiva? Back in the day, if, if there was a seder, nobody would leave seder. Rosh Shmuel Birnbaum, the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mir Yeshiva, he was so makpid, so strict in his shiurim, that you know they had the Mir Yeshiva dinner. He said, how can I go to dinner? I'm, I'm giving a shiurim. How can I give a dinner? The only way he went to the dinner is... If they set up a shiur at the dinner, and he gave his gemara shiur, and that's many, many years. If you would go to the Meir Yeshiva dinner, you could just go for dinner. It was a whole shiur before. Before, I mean, let's say the dinner starts at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Roshul Burma would get there, and, and he would have a special room. In that special room, he would give a shiur, and then they would have the dinner. He says, Rabbi, why? He says, listen, shiur never stops. I don't care if it's the biggest gala dinner. I don't care about anything. Shi'ur has to continue. Learning never stops. And that's the stubbornness that a person has to have. Learning never stops. I'm going to be stubborn. I will learn. I don't care. There's stories about Rav Chaim Kenievsky. Look at Rav Chaim Kenievsky. Rav Yashiv had an obligation of how much he would learn. And he wouldn't go to sleep without learning that quota. At one time, there was a person, he asked him, Abba, I need to ask you a question. His, the Rebbeinson said, you can't ask the Rabbi. says, why? Because yesterday, he already, somebody asked him, and now he's three hours behind, and now he has to go into those three hours. That's the way he was. That's the way he was. Rav Chaim Kenievsky. If something came up, he wouldn't go to sleep without establishing that, 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 that requirement that he had to establish. He had to learn that hour. If you accept upon yourself something, it's do or die mentality. That's the way. You're stubborn. I will never do that. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's the way you succeed. That's the way you succeed. Of course, don't get crazy and get, accept upon yourself the, the, the wildest things, but something small, and you be stubborn about it no matter what. I don't care. Do or die, that's what I'm doing. I took upon myself that. I took upon myself that. How many times people take upon themselves on Rosh Hashanah, the, they're going to do this, A, B, C. And what happens during the year, after Hanukkah, the guy forgot it. What did what, you take upon yourself, Rosh Hashanah? I, I don't even know, Rabbi. So what did you do? No, I was pumped up. Very good. Very good. But that Kabbalah that you take, you have to be stubborn and say, I will be stubborn and I won't fall. I don't care. And if you do fall, you get back up 150 times and you say, I'm going to continue. Because eventually you will succeed. But if you're not stubborn in the good for your success, you will fail. Guaranteed. You have to be strong and you have to be stubborn. Because there's going to be a lot of obstacles on the way to your success in your Avodah Hashem. A lot of, a lot of obstacles. And it won't stop. Because Hashem wants to see how much can you endure. And we're made out of steel. The Jewish people are strong. We're strong. And no matter what comes our way, we're still going. 
How many pogroms did we have? How many wars did we have? How many hatreds did we have? And we're still standing. Because we're stubborn. Nobody will let us down. I don't care what. We're going to fight. You take us down, we'll go double, we'll go triple, we'll go a hundred times more. Because we have that in us. And all you have to do is that we have to take that attitude and we have to build it in ourselves that no matter what, it's a do or done, I will accomplish. I will make something out of myself. How many people they have to have life? They have to accomplish in life what they can accomplish. And therefore people don't realize life is not that long. It's 120 years. It goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. I remember I was by Rabbi, Rabbi uh, uh, the Baba Sali's grandson. He was giving a shiur. I was in the shiur and he says that his grandfather, the Baba Sali, was saying that just like you blink your eye, that's how fast life, life just goes by right there. You blink your eye like a blink of an eye. Goes by so fast, like a blink of an eye. And, and you might be very young now, but eventually you get older. And then when you get older, you're like, I can't believe life, life uh, went so by so fast. That's the way everybody's like that. Go, go, go ask a 90 year old, do you think he would, I, I didn't even think I was gonna hit 90. I can't believe I'm 90 years old. I can't believe I'm 90. I can't believe I'm 85. I can't believe I'm 70. Life is going by. Life is gonna go by. It's gonna continue by. You have to be stubborn that you are going to succeed in Avodat Hashem. And you can do it. You can do it. Every person can do it. All he has to do is put his foot down. I will make it happen. I will make it happen. And that's exactly this week's parasha. This week's parasha, in the beginning, after he did Haida Egel, what does Hashem tell him? Hashem tells Moshe, Moshe, I want to destroy the people. Why? They're stubborn nation. Later on in the parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu says, save them. Why? Because they're a stubborn nation. I don't understand. Hashem just said, I'm destroying them because they're stubborn. Moshe says, save them because they're stubborn. Why? Because that's what you need to succeed. Don't use it in a bad way and be stubborn, I'm going to do an Avera. No, do it in a good way. I'm going to be stubborn, I'm going to keep the Torah. And when you do that, when you do that, you are guaranteed to be successful. You're guaranteed to go far in life. You're guaranteed to push forward. You're guaranteed to never to put your guard down. Yes, this is what I believe in and nobody will ever stop me. And that's what Rabbi Akiva did his whole entire life. He said, nobody will stop me. Even the day of death, and which is the hardest time where he was getting scraped. His skin is getting scraped. What does he say? He says, I was waiting all my life because this is where I show my loyalty in the hardship. When it's very hard and, it, and, and it's, it's getting tough, this is where I say, I'm going to double down. I'm going to do even more because I'm stubborn to be loyal to my God. Hashem shall always protect us with Hashem. Have a great night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.